Season 3, Episode 5, Waikari, Volcano Island. Alan explains the court case around Waikari, White Island, and thrill-based recreational activities in tourism that can cause catastrophic phenomena. The island was a smouldering like a magic dragon, Sarah elaborates. I've been there, announces Trage, travelled by helicopter. Trage recounts his motivation to visit Waikari and the out-of-this-world experiences where the lava looked like neon ooze from outer space. The team debate the cultural approaches to risk and the thrill of risk-taking in sport and recreation. Trage explains that Valente non-fit injuria, voluntary acceptance or assumption of risk. Sarah challenges, how do you really prepare people for the risk realities as she relays a sibling teenage escapade that was made for college movies? And our listeners, please be advised that there are references to the fatalities in White Island and references to a teenage activity that would be deemed to be a deviant. Yeah, yeah, willing and able. DJ Code Red Sabre. We're going to get this started. Yeah. This is how we starting it. Let's get started. 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 Who's going to start this? We're going to start this. Hello and welcome to the Why Work podcast series. You are listening to Trace Fetkovsky, Sarah Pazell and Alan Girl. It's complicated. Can I just caution you against making admissions? That's it. Mm. And because they're adults. Yeah, they're adults. They can go drink into it. They're like, but. <laughs> everything He's I do gonna is, slip it in Everything there. I do is by design, guys. When will you find out? Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to talk about that. All right. Now, listen. There's enough for me talking. Start. Do something. White Island. Tell us about White Island. White Island. Yes, you've been there, haven't you? Yes. Now, listen, why are we raising White Island, Alan? Well, I think we all know that uh, there's a court case going on at the moment. Uh, at the time of recording this, it's not quite completed, but most of the parties have either pleaded guilty or the charges have been discontinued against them. And explain what White Island is, because our audience is around the globe. Yeah, OK. Uh, so it's an island off New Zealand. Uh, which has an active volcano, uh, active in the sense that it's often puffing away and producing um, gases. Uh, like very, a magic dragon. Yeah. That's what that makes me thinking well, of. And the, but the problem mm. is the, uh, the fumes that it produces are toxic and are very hot. Like a magic dragon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, uh, yeah <laughs> but, but there's nothing friendly about it. Yeah. No, and... We're mentioning this today is because I would like to devote an episode to recreational activities, fun activities, once-in-a-lifetime activities. So something for a thrill. A bit of fear. A bit of fear, a bit of thrill, being on the edge, right? And to be able to experience that, a relevant person conducting a business undertaking. Is is that why you went there? Uh, well, I, yeah, here's what, the thing. The le- under the legal hat, you mean? N- no, 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 he went there as a tourist. I went to our island. In Boulder, fact, you're climbing. What are you doing no, there here's on the, the volcano? Thing. Oh, yeah, I'm bouldering okay. in the tick. Actually, actually, it's funny you should say that yes. because there's no um, made pathways going in. You have to walk across the boulder. Oh, you have to boulder your way in. Okay. so Well, you know, all of you are talking about things that you've seen on television currently on Netflix. There's volcanoes, stuff you read from the paper. I can say I've been there. <laughs> I can say what's the term? Lived experience. I can say, and I didn't use a boat to get there. But hold on, what, what was your motivation to go there in the first place? Here's the thing: we had no idea we we're going to this place. Oh what? Oh what? Oh, so what, what great happened? story for who, our who, listeners. Who, who and were you on a cruise liner? No, 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 we don't use sea helicopter. 
But it was a pretty good one. It was a black one. Pretty I impressive. Won. Jet and I won. My son and I won a helicopter ride. The one of the ones like, you know, old mash with no doors on the yeah. side. So here I am. I'm in it. It's a thrill. I didn't actually ask what about the doors. I was yeah. just like, yeah. And I remember this with G.I. Jane. Watch out. G.I. It was so and, fun. We went yeah. up and down the coast on Noosa Hinterland. Yeah. You know, it was a surf club uh, lotto ticket uh, for um, surf lifesaving. Wow. There on the weekend for a nipple. Ah. And so that was my thrill. I took, yeah, I did not ask once about the concerns. I just was like, I'm in. Well, that's interesting. The helicopters are a bit, I find them a bit scary because they're paper thin. Pa- and well, you can, you know, the whole glass things. bulb, you see everything oh, yeah. around you. We can back to so another fun. story, which for another time, this is the North Island in Fakatani. However, near Queenstown, we use a helicopter to arrive at these glaciers. Um, but that's another story. That's real Lord <laughs> that's of the Rings right. kind I've of done that. That's fantastic. Yeah, it is yeah. on a helicopter. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And they're wonderful. No, but this was a separate story. And I mention it today because obviously when you're an OHS practitioner, your world revolves around risk assessment, defining a hazard, particularising you know, all the you know, relevant um, hazards and the likelihood. And if you're a designer, I would say your life revolves around storytelling. Well, this is Discovery where I- and design and realisation is all about telling a good story. Well, I like the design universe. I like it. So I. I like the IHS. <laughs> no, I, I like the Iron Cage. That's the IHS too. I like it. But today I wanted to devote, this is why I mentioned White Island. Today I want to devote this idea of, I'm going to try and use the terms risk and hazards a lot less and perhaps the word design and consequence or well, material danger. in one event. Yeah. No, danger well, with da- Robinson. Danger, but, danger exists when hazards have not been well managed, right? So yeah. danger, it's not necessarily, you know, often we say it's a dangerous situation. Well, that implies we should have some awareness about awareness. design it's, capabilities it, that could improve that yes. situation. Well, isn't it, isn't it a bit like the roller coaster ride in that yes. it's supposed to be completely safe, but you have the perception of danger. Oh, and okay. that's so what I want to draw Perception of danger, right. Well, well, I'm going to take but, a step further. But when real danger actually lies beneath and people don't want to acknowledge this, right? Yeah. Well, how do you manage a volcano? Well, well here's the thing. I'll take you further. <laughs> No, we've talked about perception, and that's one of... I I love that word, perception, obviously. I use it a lot. My dragon. We're going to talk about sensing and sensing danger, because sensing and perception, all of these intuitive feelings. So at what point in time did you realise you were going to an active volcano? Yeah, tell us about this volcano visit. Yes, but before I do that, I just want to lay a little bit of philosophical sort of grounding around this. So as you all know, I'm a a huge fan (laughs) of Foucault. You know, I'm a huge fan of French philosophers, particularly Foucault and, of course, Sartre. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Sartre is particularly interesting because he, he uses the analogy of, you know, climbing on a mountain, a precipice. It's not so much the the fear of falling. That's that's our risk, you know, hazard, safety universe. It's the fear of knowing if you wanted to jump, you could. So this is all, this is really all about how you perceive. Say that again. It's it's knowing that if you wanted to jump, you could. There's so the temptation. Yeah. I'm going to take our listeners to, for example, you might perceive going to an island as absolutely ludicrous. The thing's going to erupt, blow and explode. So your senses, your spider senses would be tingling going, that's stupid. 
stupid. Why would I do that? But it's what you others like go, I love it. I love the thrill. <laughs> and that's the whole Sartre type of philosophy of, you know, you, you really it, know it, what you want. When you're a tourist, you often go to these things not really knowing what you're yeah. going to get. And then if you get to the destination and it's not well managed, you discover as you work your way through it. You don't you don't yeah. know, have that knowledge in advance. And that's yeah. what happened in, in Rhode Island. So, yeah, so, so what, you, what you're describing in that philosophy yeah. sounds quite empowering yeah. as opposed to just vulnerability. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting. So you're making that choice, and that's what I think, yeah. Alan, you're getting at is how much is it an informed choice, right? Yeah. You're, you're still hoping that things are safe, but in uh, what you're yeah. describing is, hey, I'm right at that pe- precipice, I'm right at that corner right where I could precipice. jump off that, yeah. that cliff, right? And it's, and it's funny, and also drawing on climbing parallels, in Australia we're very much focused on risk assessing and making sure nobody gets injured, and, you know, that's why you have all the various colours and the grades. But the, the, the French approaches to to climbing are you just get in, you just hook in, you push yourself. So it's quite a different well, philosophy to... It's even like crossing the road in Thailand in yeah, Bangkok, see, right? You don't just mm. go to the lights. You actually, they just say you cross and you put your hand out and mm. that's just communication to the cars to stop. Right. All the tuk-tuks, all the motorbikes and the locals will just walk in the middle of it yeah. and that's how they navigate it. Otherwise, they say you'll never get anywhere, so right? Yes, yeah, so, so this is China. Same, same as China. Okay. Yeah. So so this, is, this is why I really like the word danger cultural approaches to yeah, managing this and this is what your yeah. Trish loves sociology right? and, and, he's a social really, scientist yeah and I do feel we, we, it's what's missing from this discipline there's so much empiricism which is great there's a lot of science we need it so a lot of regulation obviously we can all concur but what we're missing is the that sociological fabric that cultural yeah it's so, important. I don't mean like psychosocial he, or psychocultural but sociocultural what yeah. happens in China or what happens in Thailand or what happens on the French mountain look Trish what even when you White think Island. about automation with vehicles right um, self-driving vehicles automatic right the design strategy probably and unlikely has taken into account that when you approach a light so if I'm turning right here into the campus I have to edge my way, my way forward, and I wouldn't follow an exact rule book if it was programmed by computers, right? I then take a risk and push through sometimes to keep traffic going. But some of that is really hard to instill that logic, if you were programming that logic, into a vehicle to follow all rules. There's what a little sort bit of car of, are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I want, because I, want Trasia's, I want Trasia's black beamer. Okay, yes. <laughs> you wouldn't slow down for the corner. If you're in Trasia's car, you'd hook it around. Well, I, just, just an aside, I didn't realise that it had been tweaked. Um, for some reason, it's faster than it should be. It was, it was news to me, but a certain dealership on the south side uh, brand new showroom, but they tweaked it, and hence the black grill connotes slightly more power than the one without the black grill. Well, think about anyway, when you're approaching roundabouts, lights. There's a little bit of a, a push, right? You're not yeah. always just following a rigid set of logic rules, a binary system of on or off. Yeah. Well, Trace took me for a ride this morning. In oh, how'd that go? Did you burn and, out? Well, no. He he was getting very cross at the other drivers. You, you know, sort of yelling out, "Go faster! Go faster!" Uh, that, that's my cultural background. <laughs> oh, I've got a story. Some, I'll have to tell you. You know, a teenage story. My brother. Oh, I'll go. It's, I'll tell yeah, it really t- quickly. Yeah, right, tell right, the story. My, <laughs> my, my parents are out of town. I'm. I'm. I must have been preteen. Brother's teen, and uh, he found the car keys to the Mercedes. Uh, this was in the US. He was not yet licensed. Uh, Kids Sarah. took the car out. I was out with friends. Burnouts, donuts, chased, escaped from cops. Came back. My parents came back early. 
If he was able to escape from the police, that wasn't the first time. Probably not. Uh, and that's the and, thrill. And then Terrence came back and it took a while to notice that the carport post had been damaged as they come back in the house. Mm. And then you want to hear what's real? This is such an American teenage kind of story. So the other thing they'd been doing is having butter fights, right? Butter fights and, you know, those things that clean your mouth out when you got braces, orthodontic sprays, orthodontic spray guns and butter fights in the house. My parents came back early before this could all get cl- um, cleaned up. And I'm sitting there. My dad opens the newspaper. The light's on. There's butter all over the roof. He hasn't seen it yet, right? And it's melting the butter. <laughs> I'm there in a distance, <laughs> a dollop of butter boom, lands in the middle of his open paper. He looks up, and then it was like the gates unleashed. All hell broke loose because you suddenly start to put puzzle pieces together. You see the butter, you see water spray, you go walk around outside, you see the carport, you see the damage to the car, and it doesn't stop. Oh, no. <laughs> it was the longest time I think my brother was ever grounded. Oh, okay, full disclosure, I, re- I remember doing something like what? that. What? But the lawyer? Wait a minute. I remember doing something like that. Uh, but were you prosecuted, Mr. Prosecutor? <laughs> we did. All, we completely top down, spotless. It was like watching a pulp. So you cleaned episode. it up. You cleaned up the no blood evidence. and the mess and the gore no and the evidence. guts. The broken eggs. Did you have a mafiosa got a call? No, no like my I was contacts, the cleaner. My no. contacts in Wisconsin and no, no Chicago. Need. I was the cleaner. We made sure there was no evidence. But guess how we got caught out? How? Well, we got to the top shelf whiskey. Oh, it was the and whiskey. And we had to replace it. And of course, we bought cheap whiskey. Oh, and that's the naivety. Yeah. And that's how we got caught out. How old were you? Oh, yes. Before I did law, let's just say. <laughs> Who's gonna start this? We're gonna start this. Press play and plug in the microphone cable. Next up is the crew willing and able. Satisfying your thirst. Come and clean on the verse precise and rehearse. Toys again. Island story. Now, Alan, as you know, relevant defendants um, have either pleaded guilty. Multiple defendants. Multiple defendants. They've pleaded guilty. And some charges were dropped. Right. We don't know the outcome about the White Island at this stage, do we? No, we don't know the fine just yet. Right. But we do know that the. That uh, the rem- I, my understanding is the remaining defendants have pleaded guilty. So what and what exactly happened? Explain this to the listeners. Good point. Well, what for one of a better term, it was a workplace incident. But we'll tell you the narrative behind this workplace incident. Essentially, White Island. Um, it has another name, which escapes me at the moment. White Island's traditional name of the Maori people. I don't know either. So my apologies to the people that might be concerned about that. It's um, but it's near Afakatani, and it's one of the major tourist attraction zones in the Bay of Plenty. Wakati. Wakati. Thank you. Thank you for finding that for me. I feel better now. Puya Wakati, the dramatic volcano, the dramatic volcano, not just any See, old volcano. Dramatic. Isn't that wonderful? It. Because it is a dramatic volcano, and that in itself is part of that sensing danger. If the term is dramatic clearly and it's volcanic if you put those two terms together it could be a recipe for disaster and last eruption it says 9th of december 2019 Hmm. so we're talking about a volcanic island most of it it's submerged you can't really see just how big this rock is because most of it's submerged but the top is what it makes the visible island can i can i explain the 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 meaning behind the white island It, it Apparently, the story is a medicine man named Nagatoro was climbing up Tongariro with a woman named Aruho. Excuse me if I'm mispronouncing that. He told his followers not to eat while he was gone in order to give him strength on top of the cold mountain. I've been to that island Mm -hmm. by helicopter. 
which is probably a more a safer way to do it. But it wasn't for the people uh, who were... No, who but they came by a cruise liner. Well, but there were some people on a helicopter. There was the, the, the pilots. Um, it was an excellent I think the, pro- the, the problem with the helicopters, they went back to try and rescue more people. Yes. Yeah. Well, anyway, so what happened was we are in New Zealand. Uh, my wife has family both North and South Island, and as um, luck would have it, on her father's side, uh, they're all from Whakatane. Mm. So to welcome us, and welcome me, I suppose, into the family, a trip was organised to White Island. Now, that's all I knew about White Island. They may have said it was volcanic, but I just presumed all of New Zealand's on some tectonic plate. So the whole thing's volcanic in my world, my huge Danger Will Robinson world. Well, this 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 story continues that when Nagatoro did not return, his followers thought him dead. They broke their fast. Mm-hmm. They, me- they immediately began to feel cold, and he prayed to his sisters in the faraway land of Hawaii. Uh, the sisters called upon fire demons that began swimming underwater, and they first came out of the water at White Island just to see where they were. The land burst into flames, mm-hmm. and it's still burning now. Demons continued on underwater, so the demons were still there. And Nagatoro was saved by the warmth, but our body already had died. And when they took the body and threw this into the volcano, the underwater path of the fire demons can be seen. Everywhere they surfaced is now a thermal area. That is a powerful story. That's folklore. That's folklore following the law, because precisely we are dealing with now a tragic, catastrophic incident before the law and I'm really moved by that story because I've been there and I'm, I'm going to dredge up my uh, camcorder footage after this and just sort of reflect but we arrived I had no idea what this island was and suddenly I realized it's as if I'm landing on the moon some people have described it as Mars but anyway I felt I was on another planet I felt like I was this it was a did you see the white steam that's supposed to emanate we arrived the first thing I saw, so we were given the usual PPE, helmets and this gas mask, which looked like a, a World War Two or World War One type mask, a really serious And instructions has-cam. about how to use this if, you, if oh, the yes. island we erupts po- or what? You just- possibly. This is about 22, 23 years ago, but we definitely had the kit. Okay. I think we were told it was cold, so we had long sleeve anyway. So we, we had stuff on. But you know what? Before I noticed steam shooting up, actually the first thing I thought was, we're going to shoot our next film clip here, or I'm going to use footage that I'm, I'm getting. This is how dramatic... This for your band. For my band, yeah. This is how dramatic the landscape was. So, Sarah, steam was just shooting up, just just shoof, shoof, left, right, left, right. But that wasn't the first thing that struck me. The first thing that struck me was the wreck of what was once the, the hut of 11 miners who perished the turn of last mm-hmm. century... Whilst working, um, they were sulphur. They were um, excavating, extracting sulphur. So the first thing that struck me was, and it had, I think, their name sort of etched. It was quite dramatic. Um, possibly there was a plaque. So but then I realised, wow, we're actually in a really dangerous... Here we are. Here we are. So on, the, on the 9th of December 2019, 47 people were on the island when it erupted. Wakatane. 25 survived. And I believe 22 died. So that's right. So, but before we get to this tragedy, which is before the courts, I'll tell you about my. This, is, this episode again is about perception and mm. this sense of, wow. And immediately felt sort of half uncomfortable, but also very excited about it. Only 
two of two of us plus the guides. It was a very very special tour. I think four people all up because that's where the helicopter could fit in. And we proceeded to walk towards the crater and pockets of steam. Things were bubbling. But you're curious, right? You're, you're keen to see yeah, it. You want to keep stepping forward, left, right, Correct. left, right. In, in fact, Feet I was probably more curious, more voyeuristic, more Jean-Paul Sartre-like <laughs> than I was being a killjoy, freaking out, you know, Danger Will Robinson. Yeah, so that's know. in the back of your mind, right? Yeah. You, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> 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 oh, no, it's a terrible image, but it's the devil and the and the angel on the Whispering shoulders. It, yeah, yeah. Yes. It, it was an isn't that an animal house? Terrible movie, you know. Story about life. Fun, fun, the, you know, like the jokester and this guy, and he's, yes, and he's yeah, yes, tempting him to go after this girl who's passed off. Mm. Do I do it? Do I not? Do I do it? Do I not? So you got the devil and the angel and the, and on your shoulders, right? Yeah. And often, and here we are. And in, you were listening to the devil. And completely, <laughs> that's right. That was temptation. Let's well, go check it well, out. I'll try shame like, on you. <laughs> like, like that Kylie Minogue song, "Better the Devil You Know." But it, better the uh, devil you know. I digress. So, but here we are, and this is completely uncontrolled. This isn't in the comfortable, top-down, hierarchical space that we're all used to. We are, like I said, I feel like I'm on another planet. I know we're on a volcano now, clearly. Forget what you heard. I'm living it. This thing's happening. I've got stuff shooting everywhere, stuff bubbling, and we head toward the crater. The only way we make our way up, and the only advice given was, don't go near, in the best New Zealand accent, I can't do it really well, but (laughs) don't go near the crater. Devil, just, just, angel, just and you know, yeah, you know, yeah. and you know what? And it was that was Jim Belushi, right? And I've got here's a side note with all my my mafia tribe from from Wisconsin and Chicago. My mom went to school with Jim Belushi's brother, oh James Belushi, right? I think a year or two apart. Al Capone's cook, the Al, 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 Al Capone's visitor, yeah, lived, now you, the Dillinger yeah. Hotel, right? The shootout, we and now a, James Belushi. About a special session. <laughs> this is all from far. This is like you know remote. I've got. I got no claim there, but this anyway. is good. I like this real Wild Wild West kind of stuff too. And, <laughs> Got to know, bring the American in here. I love but it. we're back. But there and there were Americans on this island. And yes, absolutely. Island, right? and there indeed. were Americans and visiting. When you watch the the volcano, the the documentary which is on Netflix, it, it, it's, it's very telling. And make a way up up to the precipice again, Jean Paul Sartre like. And it's a great all word. I see is just the only way to describe this lake was, you know, the most, well, it was so visceral, but the most uh, highlighter pen, that really, really bright yellow or green highlighter pen. Mm. That's the Mm -hmm. first image I had was this just looks like when you're highlighting um, documents, it was so bright. Which sounds like Martian guts or something. You said being on the moon, right? Absolutely. (laughs) This thing was from another planet. It was very uranium. Well, the planet was, you could commit the most perfect crime here. <laughs> what, burn them? Well, if you're going to fall like into a pool, that's what you're thinking Well, this is again... That's the prosecutor brain, right? You know, there's a... There's a... law school. Yeah, it was cool. There's a facet of work design, and it's designed for crime, and the best people who can assist are criminals, right? It's like, oh, you know, yeah. I think I told you about gra- graffiti. Oh, like hackers. Cleanup, hackers and right? all those... You get, you they, get they people who commit graffiti, and they can advise on how to oh, yes, prevent of course, graffiti, yes, of course. right? Hackers and, and graffiti. And, and is... Oh, no. Alan. 
experience and not in control of the island. Only Mother Nature is in control of that island. Often humans forget about that. Yes. (laughs) We often forget about that. I mean, if humans get being in control of a a human-made contraption like Dreamworld, if they can't get that right, what hope have they got of getting... Mother Nature, right? Look, no. I've just pulled up an article so from the Sydney that Morning. That strikes me. I've pulled up an article from the Sydney Morning Herald, and you've got American tourist Matt Urie of the tour saying, "Look, they make it sound exciting. They didn't make it sound dangerous." Mm-hmm. And an Australian adrenaline junkie, Jesse Langford, says, "Hey, I still love the risk, but calculated risk is the word that needs to be said." Wow. And you know what's really scary? Some things were calculated um, in this White Island disaster. I can't think of any other word. You know what was calculated? What's that? Every three years there was evidence to show that this thing blew, but in the night. So there was so, um, not, so we're just expecting it to happen yeah, so again at night Yeah, so there was geophological evidence right. to show. There was meteorological it's to know where the moon is at the time, right, right. To show that this thing is unstable, yet the tourists kept coming. They kept coming. So there's some trust and faith in the tour guides and the system of work yes. that there is an evacuation plan that works, right? That there's a strategy and there's equipment and there's something. Like, I want to wear a jetpack so I know I can just woo, fly away if I needed to, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's so, really well said, Sarah. Yeah, like, yeah, they had to have been implicit in the terms of, of engagement that there would have been a strategy. And even if I said it's, it's run or hide because that's what the, what, what the poor people could do, but... It's interesting that there was some there was some turning of the mind, if you like, some analysis. But my point is this: no amount of human analysis somehow outsmarting Mother Nature. Well, so and you've got to know not just risk, not probability. We, I've yeah. talked about this many times that there's a consequence of something really bad happening, some material unwanted event, something that hits the headlines like mm. this. Yeah. So, what this is, is your huge. plan for those type of credible failure modes? Yeah. What What are your plans then? Yeah, well, here's you know, the thing. Are there any planes? I'm, I'm going to flip this. We I understand want the jetpack. I want the Jetsons yeah. jetpack. I want to fly away. I want an individual. Well, when, you, when you go yeah. on a tourist event, mm. you, you, you don't feel as though you have to do that risk assessment. Yes. You're trusting you're fine, that they've you're already trusting. done it. You, and so what's that voluntary acceptance of risk? You bring that up all the time, Alan, yeah. and it doesn't matter. You sign. You signed a paper saying, hey, I know yeah. this volcano could blow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sign where? Put the yeah, here's the thing. Yeah, initial, yeah, yeah. initial, it's, initial, it's, initial. It's, right? is fine. Like the occasional snorkelling fatality, and I've done truckloads mm. of those. The occasional yeah. diving. Th- I've done skydiving where you're, yeah. uh, what do you call tandem? Yes. Right? No, and this is terrible. This was in, in San Luis Obispo, California, and went up several times. And so my girlfriend, so stereotype, again, another U.S. story, she starts dating the dive instructor, right? Mm. The dive instructor has been taking her on amazing dates around California in his little plane, right? Wow, okay, I'll fall for you too, right? <laughs> Okay, it's all thrills, etc. But this is this I'm is terrible because this is you're interested. <laughs> No, no, this, this is, there's a terrible story here. There's something quite morbid. So after the hours of the dive day, the skydiving tourist day, the instructors went up in their small plane and it crashed. They had a problem with the plane. Mm, and yeah. this is low budget, duct tape kind of things to put things together. Mm. They were also uh, taking off somewhere where they didn't have license or regulation approval to take off. Sounds like the submersible situation, yeah, which yeah. we'll get to. So the back of this back airport and um, and a couple of the dive instructors died. 
and it was horrible, oh, right? The yeah, license was recently did, it was it was horrendous. Here off Stradbroke Island or one of the islands or Morton Island recently and, and, there were, and the helicopter incidents at SeaWorld beginning of the year or last year. Oh, yes. So okay, we've, we've, we've lost, homegrown. We've lost so, mm. folks in, th- in a helicopter collision. That's right, an accident. That's right. And certainly, when you, you know, and for me, I, in my mind, I can unpack Valente not fitting jury error, the voluntary acceptance of risk and okay. that you, you assume these things. I can get that when you can contain the occasional, thankfully, it's not regular. I mean, Dreamworld's another story which we'll get to, but, you know, the, the, occasional, the, the, the occasional parachute failing or the occasional plane malfunctioning, yeah. the occasional helicopter, as, as dramatic as it is, but this island of 22 people perishing. 22 people with not an appropriate action plan should the volcano... I'm going to push it further. Go. What Why type go there? of... Why go what there? Is that what you're saying? Of, well, no, no. No, if you go there, what type of action plan could you have? And apart how, from jetpacks. And how do you prepare people? So we've talked about extended yeah. reality. I mean, how much more meaningful would it be to uh, be in an immersive environment and really understand this is what it's going to feel like, this is what it's going to sound well, like, this is yes. what we need to do, right? My, my son had to yeah. have an MRI recently, uh, wakeboarding fail so uh, a fall off a, a mm. stunt um wakeboarding and Ooh. problem with his foot so he went in for an mri and this is a child who isn't claustrophobic but it's still kind of nerve-wracking as a kid or anyone a lot right. of people do get nervous and and i was talking to the um the operators and said, you know, wouldn't this be great if you could have some immersive environment where people can understand what they're about to go into exactly mm. before you have to de-escalate their fears and mm. resolve this and mm. also their family members because some of the family members don't really understand it and it looks very technical, anything healthcare, people are sometimes have some fear just with the white walls yep. the sterile environment the the it's formality very noisy going in there and so and and the containment you know so it wouldn't that be great in the waiting room to make sure people have had a little bit of a chance and de-escalate this yeah and look and that could be again that that's a that's a good step but i still wonder though knowing that i think to accept a risk you have to understand the risk yeah, so yes. how, what's your and understanding of understand hazard risk, education well, Alan, that's can right. i ask you how how can you understand the risk of a volcano going off like that how i'm going to say the word consequence again yeah, so how? low when probability you, you have to say if the volcano go, goes off we can't save you mm. so are you so saying that that, that voluntary acceptance document would hold up better if they've no, gone no, through no, no, no. Oh, right, right, i just want to but, clarify but this. just this concept of accepting a risk you've um you know, we were talking before about people going diving and we've had lots of fatalities, unfortunately, in Queensland with divers. And you get theme um, parks. people who've never swum before in their life. They just have no understanding at all of the risks they're confronting. Yes. Let's get started. 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 Who's going to start this? We're going to start. We hope you enjoyed that episode of Why Work. You've been listening to Trage, Sarah and Alan. And if you'd like to know more about some of the things we've talked about today, please subscribe and we'd be more than happy to provide you with information and other things that may interest you. Please be aware that none of the matters we've talked about today should be construed as legal advice or any other type of advice. We're just here to talk about all things related to work. See you next time. To the ladies are smooth and charming, to our enemies cold and disheartening, willing and able, not made.